Welcome to episode 13 of Teach Me Tiger. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Mel. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tiger. Teach me, Tiger, how to kiss you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Help me, Tiger. I don't know what to do. guys today we're gonna talk about dating nightmares bom, bom, bom. and it's super appropriate because this is our 13th episode and it's a friday so it's basically friday the 13th spooky dating stories Ooh. from your nightmares <laughs> <laughs> good that's a good one we're your favorite neighbors melody starkweather and sarah wright Welcome to our show. <laughs> it's funny because the next one is the ghost episode. Right. So we're just the spookiest. 24-7-365.25. Wow. Is that like a leap year thing, what you're doing? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You're so smart. I listened to a podcast today. Cool. <laughs> uh, podcasting and listening to podcasts. It's what we do. It's all we do. It's all we do. It's all our life. (laughs) It's my life. It's your life story. (sighs) How are you, Sarah? How was your week? It was great. Um, What happened the week before, Sarah? Well, a couple weeks ago, and we decided to save this story for this very dating podcast. We want to, we're going to start off with something a little more serious, but don't worry. It'll lighten up. We'll lighten up. Get ready to laugh. After this brief downer, downer, (laughs) (laughs) but it's an upper. It's an upper. Yeah. So, um, recently I confronted the man I unfortunately lost my virginity to. It was a uh, statutory rape situation. A bit of a surprise, stick it in ya kind of scene, and um. So how did you confront him? Well, I went on the old Facebook yeah, and um, I wrote a message and I, I thought maybe I should just read the message. Oh, that's a great idea. Right. Okay. So I thought, you know, it's about time to confront this person because he was in his mid to late 20s and I was 15. And I just yeah. thought, you know, for all the young girls I know out there and all the adults I know out there, uh, I just wanted to call someone out and be like, you know what? I see you. Mm-hmm. This happened. You suck. Yeah, you so. were a child. I was a child, but a wee child. Um, so I wrote him first finding out if he was the person I thought he was. Turned out he was. He said, did you know my brothers? He didn't remember who I was, which is really classy. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good and, guy. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. And I wrote, yeah, I knew you. And he finally wrote, I remember you. It's been a long time, though. Yeah, I said. I was 15. Do you remember how old you were, Chris? I remember you were in your 20s. 
I remember being a 15-year-old late bloomer. I remember you feeding me line after line of bullshit. I remember losing my virginity in the back of your dirty car. I remember people finding out and calling me a slut for the rest of high school. I fucking remember you. Good for you. Yeah, so, so I wrote that and then I posted it on Facebook after some thought. Like a screenshot. Right. And I couldn't believe uh, all the response I got. Like people just, they shared their own stories. They, it really connected with people having someone share that out loud and, and confronting the person. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people felt empowered by you doing that. I think a lot of people have similar stories, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, how much sexual contact did you have as a young person, especially women, that was not necessarily forced, but done in a way where you didn't feel empowered or strong enough to say no or even know the words or the language. It was a very different time than pre-Me Too movement. Yeah, absolutely. Or Time's Up and shit. Time's up, Chris. That's the guy's name. It's not my husband. It's not your husband. That would have been so awkward. Wouldn't it, though? Although we would have been closer in age. Plot twist. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good for you for doing that. I think that took a lot of guts. And um, I, I do think that you helped a lot of, or at least a couple people, I'm sure, to feel empowered to speak up about their own story mm-hmm. and um, get it off of their shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted like we to carry mention, these things around. Oh, for sure. Heavy bags all the time, dragging yeah. behind you. Not one of those bags with wheels on it either. No. Like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I wanted to quick mention, too, I had a bunch of people ask me basically right after, oh, how do you feel? Do you feel amazing? Do you feel so strong? No. Uh, in the immediate aftermath, I felt horrible. I felt like a 15-year-old who'd just been statutory raped in the back of a car. It, yeah. it didn't feel good. It felt scary and made me want to barf and stressful. But I'm really lucky that I have this support group. I have all you guys and my awesome husband. But um, but late a few days later, after talking about it a lot with my partner, with my support people, I started feeling really great and really empowered. Uh, and now I feel great. But just so that people know, you know, like, don't don't be upset if you don't feel amazing right after. Because it's right. really triggering. Like, it's an intense thing. Have you gone to therapy? You have, right? I haven't gone a lot, but not, I've gone a little not bit. Not really. It's a similar feeling for me, anyway, that I got in therapy where it was just like, fuck, man, therapy was awful. <laughs> like, I sobbed my eyes out every yeah. time. And you're just like unearthing all of the stuff within you that you've been like trying to push down since mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Um, and y- I mean, like it was the appointment was in the middle of the day, so I wasn't drunk. <laughs> so I had to actually like deal with shit. That's it. Oh, my God. It's so much easier to get drunk. Yeah. Um, but those things like catharsis hurts, man. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. And we I, thought this was appropriate for the dating episode because that was a date that went not the way I expected. Mm-hmm. That's How okay. was your week, Mel? <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a walk down memory lane for me, too. 
Hashtag me too. Actually not. <laughs> I, I've been very fortunate. It's sad to say that I've been fortunate as a woman to not have experienced sexual assault ever. That's um, so wild. I just don't even understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, fortunate because the bulk of people I know have. But in my, you know, raging 20s, <laughs> like life was wild and I wasn't nearly as promiscuous as 95% of the people I knew <laughs> without naming names. But still, like hooking up with guys that I meet on, well, mostly like at bars. Like every interaction was drunk with any man ever from the age of like 20 to whenever I met Chris. <laughs> also drunk. Also drunk. Yeah. 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 Looking back, I had some really fun experiences, but also like a lot of it was so shitty because you drink and you hook up with people and then they never call you again or they're just oh, kind of weird yeah. or whatever. And you just feel like shit the next day. And then like, like why aren't they for me. me? I was always, even though I was hooking up with guys for fun and like one night stands or whatever, almost all the time in the back of my like little id brain, mm -hmm. I was hoping slash expecting that they would like totally fall in love with me and want to make babies. Absolutely. So Whereas the babies, I can totally um, relate to that. <laughs> I wanted babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you did. Um, so yeah, dating was really shitty for me. Yeah. But yeah, it, it I definitely hooked gross. up with some really hot men. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're all dicks. Yeah. Except for Chris. I'm excited for us to talk about our first dates with Devry. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we have our friend Devry coming on. Oh, Dev. She's a delight and a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> She's here from Detroit. Detroit Rock City. What? Where she opened a restaurant. Cause yes. She's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, she is. Um, Quentin Tarantino ate breakfast there once. <gasps> yes, he did. Mm -hmm. He signed to the bill for her, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. Super cool. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, like I'm excited to talk about some of the stuff with her. So yeah. maybe we should get her in here. What do you Let's say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Butter's really in this year, 2018. Butter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything's better it's, with butter. Everything is better with butter. That is not a lie. That's, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. I'd like to fact. welcome Devry. She's a restaurateur, so she knows all about butter. All the butter. <laughs> all the butter. <laughs> this is Devry Gifford. Hello. Joining us from Detroit, Michigan. Boo boo. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming. I'm super excited. I ran into Devery at the Blue Skies Music Festival, which we talked about last time. And uh, it was very fortuitous because Sarah knows Devery really well. So well. And I know Sarah well. Yeah, like we know everything about each other. <laughs> everything. Everything. Devery gave me dreads once. Did I? Yeah, you fucking did. Oh, my did. God. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure they looked really, really good. They too. were I'm banging. Sure they were just great. They were great for like the two months until yeah. I had them <laughs> cut out of my hair because <laughs> I looked like a greasy homeless person. Yeah, that's that's how mine looked. Too. Yours were great. I love you. Uh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I love them. Derry had blonde dreads down to like her butt, and her hot boyfriend also had blonde dreads down to her butt. His butt. His butt. <laughs> they were all down to her butt. 
Matt had uh, the the dreaded boyfriend, dreadlocked, not dreaded, had uh, beads. <laughs> he had beads in his dreads, which I thought looked very cool mm. as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good look. I've had a couple of hair wraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are also great. Cool. Yeah. 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 Let's bring yeah. back the hair wrap. I thought about that a couple of years ago. I put one in and... It didn't. I didn't bring it back. It I happen. think you gave me a hair wrap a couple years ago as yeah? well. I rem- yeah. Like recently? Well, no, like tr- when we were living together in Toronto. So, oh, that so, must be when I was trying to bring it back. Like six, <laughs> seven years ago. Six or seven years ago recently. Yeah. So listeners. I did my part. But <laughs> bring back the hair wrap. Yeah. Wicka wicka. Send us pictures of your hair wraps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... Welcome to our Dating Nightmares episode. I'm so excited to play you guys all of these stories that we have from our dear listeners. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. I was thinking we should maybe start off with a quick round of icebreakers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Devery, mm-hmm. first I'm going to play you the song and then you get to reach into my big fancy box. I'm excited. Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. It's enormous. Cavernous. <laughs> Hot dog in a hallway. Box is a loose term. It's more like a loose. <laughs> Debra, this reaching into my box is more like spelunking. <laughs> I've always wanted to go spelunking, so this is a great opportunity. I hope you brought your headlamp. Okay. If you had the opportunity to go to Mars, would you? Why or why not? Devry? Um, I think currently no. Maybe <laughs> in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I want to be on like the first trip to Mars. Yeah. I feel like... Let's get let's get some gardens planted. Let's get uh, some plumbing and stuff. Oh, yep, yep, there. Yep. Plumbing on Mars. Plumbing on Mars. You in know, ten years. In ten years, <laughs> I think I think we're close. I think it's you know technology is moving at a very rapid pace. It's so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I would say no is going to be my my Mars answer right no. now. Yeah. So no, Final no. answer. No. <laughs> okay. Why don't you pick one out and Sarah okay. can read this one. Okay. Reach on into Melody's box. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> if you had to have someone follow you around all the time, like a personal assistant, what would you have them do? I would have them do... This is boring, but... I guess that's why I'd have them do it because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. All of the like administrative stuff for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the business license renewal Ew. stuff. Ew. All of the bookkeeping and HR related things mm-hmm. that I just really like hate when doing. Sandra and Tony are fighting. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely make them talk to the staff and I wouldn't have to deal with those kind of interpersonal issues. Be yeah. like, you and you make them be friends again. <laughs> go. Yeah, go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's going on, guys, Sandra's going to fix deal. it. Yeah. Sandra's your personal assistant. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That sounds right. Sandra? Sandra. I think Sandra. so. Yeah. yeah. And laundry. Laundry. 
Although I actually don't mind doing laundry because I listen to podcasts while I mm. do laundry. Mm-hmm. So it's like my downtime. Do you go to a laundromat? No. I have laundry at my house now, which is super awesome. Cool. Yeah. Icebreakers. Perfect. Fun game. That was fun. <laughs> my ice is broken. <laughs> How's your ice feeling? My ice is feeling pretty good. It's pretty pretty shattered, I'd say. Yeah. Nice. Mm, I just want to tell our listeners that we're chilling our sparkling wine in last year's snowballs. Yeah, I took we them out of the freezer for this special event. This special Friday the 13th. Okay, so another icebreaker question Sarah had suggested. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about how, well, you want to say? First date? Yeah, how we met our partners. Oh, okay. I want to hear about your first date. Well, I think you need so, to tell us how you met Jay yeah. and then also maybe your first date. Yes. Because meeting him in a public place as opposed to on the internet almost counts as a first date. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I met my partner, Jason. Uh, Melody and I were living nearby each other in Toronto. And we were out for our friend Kat's birthday. Kat, our Memory. first ever yeah. guest. I didn't remember was it was her birthday. Oh. And uh, we were at the Dakota Tavern. Shout out, Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> yeah. So good. And uh, we were very intoxicated, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe doing shots of, uh, we used to do Harley Davidson's. Whoa, what's that? Jack Daniels (laughs) Kahlua. Yes, ew, oh my god, gross. It was so gross. Um, I bet it was delicious. It was I can't remember. (laughs) 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 And we were dancing, dancing up a storm, and I saw this bearded... Man, uh, Jason had quite quite a thick beard at the time, which I always enjoy. Saw this bearded man across the dance floor. I said to Mel, Mel, that's my new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went over and talked to him. The yes. rest is history. And then he was her new boyfriend. He was my new boyfriend. Yeah. So did you guys go home together that night? We did not go home together that night, no. <laughs> we actually... Went out on a date. Well, and this is funny, actually, also, because um, I, as I said, we'd been drinking the Harley Davidsons. My mm-hmm. memory is a little fuzzy. So the next day, I couldn't remember exactly. I had this guy's phone number, but I couldn't remember exactly who he was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I remember so you asking Mel, me what he looked like. Yeah, I was asking Mel what he looked like. And then you actually <laughs> also came over and... We tried to do some internet stalking, but I didn't know his last name. So just armed with his first name, Jason, which, you know, is super unique. So it was very easy to look him up. <laughs> and his phone number, we tried to find him on the internet. And like I don't think we were successful, but we spent some hours sleuthing Good for you through for MySpace. Trying. and Oh, MySpace. Yeah, oh my MySpace. MySpace. This, is, this was MySpace days. Yeah, it was our space, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Me space is Sue space. Oh. That yeah. night, mm-hmm. you didn't go home with Jay, but I walked home with bad leather dad jacket guy, <gasps> who is some guy that I had met a couple weeks before, and then he was at the bar. And I don't know what I was thinking. The jacket was so bad. Hence his name, bad, bad leather, leather dad, dad jacket guy. guy. What? How How bad was it? I don't even remember what it looked like. Can you describe <laughs> the jacket? How bad was it? Yeah. Well, so it was like black and like a bit of a sheen. Okay. 
And like, I would say the arms were sort of like a, a butterfly sleeve a little bit. You know like what I a mean? Bit puffy, like an eighties dad. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but like he probably spent several hundred dollars on it at like Danier leather, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh, instead of a secondhand store. Yeah. That's how, you know, yeah. but I let him walk me home. It was a long walk. Yeah, it was we went walk. from Dundas and Ossington to almost DuPont. And so Ossington. how long is that? 20 minute walk? I would say at wow. least 20 minute walk. Yeah. So he walked you home and then what? And then I think I let him kiss me on the cheek and was like, we'll see you later. but then the next time i saw him at the dakota he told someone i put out which is absolutely (gasps) not true he's like well she puts out and i was like uh actually i super didn't oh man gross that's totally happened to me we had this guy maddie moore he was like the kind of loser mascot in Stittsville. sorry matt if you're listening (laughs) he was very funny and fun to hang out with but like ew you know (laughs) And he told all these people he boned me. I was, and everyone's like, "Ew, you fuck Maddie Moore," and that dropped me down like fifty points. Uh, I was like, "No, man." Ew, gross. Ew, ew, gross. Sarah, how did you meet Greg? <laughs> Devery was there. It's true. Um, I was working at Time and Again Foods and Catering. You should go there; it's great. Uh, and so was Greg. And funnily enough, Greg worked at. Like, very close to my mom who worked there. They both worked in the basement. He was, like, the catering guy. And she was, like, something else. Sales? I don't fucking know. But she was in the basement. He was in the basement. So every day he walked by this picture of my grade 8 graduation. So he knew me as that girl in the picture who was super hot. P.S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And then I started working there, and I was a bit of a hot mess, and I befriended Devery, and then there was this hot guy, Greg, and we were mm-hmm. both like, OMG, that hot guy, Greg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We loved when yep. Greg came up. We'd be like, Greg alert! Oh my god! Remember <laughs> Paul? He was so hot, too. Was he also he was like, in the catering Yeah, department? tall, dark, and handsome. So Paul and Greg would come up, and like Greg's like <clears throat> shorter and stocky and blonde, and then Paul's like tall and skinny and dark and we would get excited if we got to be the ones to serve them their lunch Paninis. sandwiches their yeah 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 and we'd be like oh, here's your sandwich <laughs> <laughs> um so sensual very <laughs> sensual i think my hand touched as we <gasps> passed the sandwich yeah. over yeah. yeah or like the days greg didn't come to work i was like fuck it i hate this job i'm quitting <laughs> and then we'd have lunch together every day. And my mom was like, oh, Greg, don't you go stealing Sarah away from Chris J. That was my current, like, boyfriend guy I was living with and stuff. Um, and then he did. Mm-hmm. We went on a date. Our first date, we never physically touched each other. Like, didn't even hand on the back, nothing. And we had spent every lunch together. And he's smoked because I was smoking. I didn't know that until afterwards. He's like, oh, I actually quit smoking. But you smoked, so. That's cute. So we went out on a date to the bar right next to Time and Again. The Crown, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, at one point, we finally held hands. And then within, like, 15 minutes, we were, like, necking in the bar. And then he was like... Do you want to go make out in the work van? <laughs> Sorry, time again. And I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. And then we got in the van and he said, 
do you want to see where I live? I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> yes, I do. Is it the is zoo? It, yeah, like what? Or is it this that? van? Is it this, do you live in this van? Okay. Here it is, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Feast your eyes. <laughs> and then as soon as we got to where he lived, he said, do you want to see my Darth Vader piggy bank in my room? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, yes. Then we had sex with each other. And the rest is history. <laughs> then a couple months later, I accidentally got pregnant with our first beloved child. Woohoo! Ta-da! <laughs> That's how Greg and I met. It was the Darth Vader piggy bank that really sealed the deal. It really though, did. Right. He gave yeah. me a coin to put in the piggy bank to make it do its thing. So that's, that's when I knew. Yeah. Such a sweetie. Mm-hmm. Such a sweetie. He also wrote me lots of poems prior to us boning. And then post boning wrote me lots of songs to keep me around. Mm-hmm. It really worked. Write some poems and some songs. Good tips. Mm-hmm. Guys out there. Just a tip. Poems and song. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Melody. Mm. How did you meet mm-hmm. your wonderful husband? I met Chris at the Mod Club. Cool. I believe it's now the Virgin Mobile Mod Club, or last time I was in Toronto, it was the Virgin Mobile oh Mod God. Club. In the upstairs, because a sort of mutual friend, well, I could say mutual friend, Lewis, was spinning upstairs. Spinning, you're so cool. Yeah, he's spinning. We're out partying, and uh, Louis was spinning. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, when we're outside smoking, I'd heard him saying something about how he like was how he was sleeping with some girl, blah blah blah. And so I was like, that guy, whatever, like fuck that, because I had had so many shitty dating experiences. I was just like, nope, not into it. <laughs> And uh, and also, when I chatted with him, although I thought he was really cute, he has really beautiful eyes. Oh, my God. He really does. He really does. Lashes for days. Yeah. He really does. He gets um, eyelash extensions. Yeah. <laughs> he told me that he was going to move onto a farm and learn how to organic farm. And he was going to be gone for like what? eight or ten months or mm-hmm. something. And so between the two things, like him talking to his friends about sleeping with some girl and then the farming thing, I was just like... Yeah, whatever, no. But he asked for, he like added me on Facebook and then we messaged a bit and he kept asking me out and I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I made this whole plan to like go see a movie with a bunch of people and then one by one, they all backed out. And then Chris said, well, I guess it's a date then. And I was like, oh, I guess so. But then I went out with him and he drove me home and my butt felt kind of weird in the car. And then I got out and realized that his front seat was soaking wet. My pants were like oh, no. sopping wet oh, with no. aquarium water. <laughs> Chris the fish guy. Chris the fish guy. But he, he asked me if he could kiss me and I said, okay. And then he kissed me. And then when I went into my apartment, he texted me a happy face. And I was like, <gasps> because I'd been out with so many dicks and it was just so like, it was just really sweet. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said to Nikki, my roommate at the time, that I was going to marry him. And then I did. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. It was pretty special. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember being like, I'm going to accidentally get pregnant with him. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did. (laughs) That's not true. So 
I thought maybe I would start us off with um, my call with Christina. Christina Koski. She's one she? of my Toronto pals. And mm-hmm. she does this thing called eavesdropping on first dates where she Eve- live eavesdrops. eavesdrops on social media while she's at bars. It's very funny. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to play you our phone call real quick. It started as just like me sitting at a bar by myself where my friends are working. And I, I, I've been known to do this from time to time. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, and because I'm sitting by myself, I'm just kind of like, you can't help but overhear things that happen around you. And, uh, mm-hmm. one of the places that I, that I hang out at or at the time specifically happened to also be like a pretty, a pretty like good date spot. So I would just like, at one point I just, I can't remember the exact conversation or what, what the first one was, but I just remember overhearing some of the ridiculous things people say to each other when they're meeting for the first time after like, and it's, it's almost always like, you know, from a, from like online dating kind of situation. Like these people have never met before. They don't have a whole lot in common, presumably just yet. They're still trying to like figure it out. So just all the awkward stumbling things that people say to each other while they're, while they're, while they're trying to impress one another. Do you have an all time favorite? Oh gosh. Uh, Sorry, it's a trip. There was one that was about ex- like this one. This, this one woman was talking about existentialism in life, and then like the other guy didn't like, and her date didn't know how to respond to it, and just flagged the server down. And was like, can we get our mains, please? <laughs> um, that was that's kind of one of the more recent uh, ones that I found uh, a bit of a highlight too. So, do you have your own worst first date that you can think of? Oh, or like absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what oh happened? God, yeah. Oh, it was the worst. Okay, so it was my first OK Cupid date, and I had been exchanging messages with this dude for like a while, uh, and I was telling him a little bit about myself and like where I where I like to hang out, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I love those places." Blah blah blah. I'm like agreeing with me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was there for this particular event last week. It was great. Whatever." And so we had kind of established a common sort of like, oh, this, you know, we're into the same stuff. And um, right. so we, and we were, you know, we were exchanging messages for, for a while. Uh, it got a little steamy at points, not going to lie, probably, <laughs> and, and notably sooner uh, than it should have. So we, <laughs> go, we go to meet up um, at a friend's bar and I'm super nervous about it. Cause I'm like, meeting this person who I think is going to be like this cool person that we're that, you know, I've been talking to for months and, or not months, weeks rather. And my friend who owned the bar was like, don't worry, I'll set you up at a good table. You get the works. Don't worry. It will make you look really cool. I'm like, perfect. So dude comes in, does not look anything like his photos does not dress anywhere. Like it, it, it was kind of like all of his photos were like super, super um, oversaturated and like really heavily filtered. You couldn't really see what he looked right. like or like his style in anything. He was wearing like this really, really bad, bad suit. I and like, <laughs> and like, he, he smelled like a really weird. Like, yeah, he was wearing like a, a full, like a oh. full suit. And, like, oh my God. That's too much. That's too much. And like, he, he had, he's like, yeah, I was just coming from work because he worked in, he worked in, he had like some sort of finance job in Yorkville, which he never mentioned prior to that. Not to say that, you know, like, sure, it's a great job, do it. But it's just like, he, 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 he made himself out to sound like 
not that fire. Christina's like a fire. right, girl. right. Mm-hmm. And then so we get to so he comes and he sits down at the table. He tries to kiss me right away, and I'm oh like, no, no, it's not happening. Uh, and he's not reading my body language at all. Like I, we're sitting at a corner table, and my whole body is positioned like leaning away from him. So I'm kind of like talking to him over my shoulder. Like this is how much this person <laughs> oh my is, is, is not what I expected. And I was like kind of mortified by the whole thing. Um, we didn't have anything in common. It turns out he was anything that I would mention or that I would talk about. He would Google and look it up <gasps> so he could, he could find oh, an appropriate no. response. Oh, yeah. Oh, and what no. clued me in high, hindsight afterwards I remember early on in our conversations, he's like, he said, I have a thing for hipster girls. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, maybe he just like right. he works in an office and like doesn't know that many creative people. So maybe that's what he means by that. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that, that's not what, uh, that, that's not what he, that, that wasn't the case. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so we, so flash forward, uh, I've, downed my one drink i've been you've been there we've been together at this table for about 15 minutes um and i want to leave like right like <laughs> right then i'm like i can't be with, around this person anymore and he he uh he offers to what he's like well like we just got here we just had the one drink i'm like i know but i'm not feeling well i have a headache i'm like not really I'm just like not feeling this situation right now. And he's like, okay, well, let me walk you to, let me, like, he's, do you want me to drive you home? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, he's like, I'm, I'm just going to, I said, I'm just going to take a cab. Um, so we leave the bar. Uh, he tells me he is parked in the opposite direction that I am walking to get the cab. And I'm like, so he tells me, oh, I'm parked over here. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to walk this way up to the cab. And then he's weirdly switched and said, no, that's where I'm walking to, even though he just said that his car was parked in the opposite Ooh, direction. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he walks, me, he walks me to, I finally, like, I hail a cab. He still won't let me leave. He forces a kiss on me and, and, and closes the door until I'm, like, actually in the cab. I wanted to vomit at this point. And then I just got the cab driver to drive around the block a couple of times. And then drop me back off at the bar that I <laughs> <laughs> um, to, 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 to tell my friends about the awful situation that I had just uh, I had just had. Made it through. It was oh, the worst. It, the, the whole thing was an hour, and it was probably the longest worst hour uh, in, in my in my dating life. Anyway, so that's Christina's story. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Amazing good. Pretty terrible. good story. Where can people find eavesdropping on first date? Um, there is an Instagram. Yeah, there's an Instagram account just called uh, eavesdropping on first dates. Cool. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks for having me, Dale. Okay, okay. Bye. Should I keep keep them coming? Yeah. 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 All right. To be fair, I, I was in a relationship and then I broke up with a person and then there was like this dry spell it was like a long time it went on and on and I was like you know what I'm just gonna try out this online dating yeah so of course I went to plenty of fish which is free Mm -hmm. I hear it's the worst and then like I had read somewhere that you were supposed to not chat with a person for a really long time before you meet up with them just sort of like you know do the quick intros and then set a time to meet up and so I don't know I followed that and I saw this guy, he he had a picture of himself playing guitar. And it was kind of hard to see, like it wasn't very clear. 
And I was just like, well, whatever. So we'll go for it. And we set a time to meet at Moonbeam Cafe. You reminded me of the name of that place. Mm-hmm. God, this was a long time ago. <laughs> and we, I went there. It was like an afternoon. It was like a Saturday afternoon or something. Like really vanilla kind of Casual. dating setup. Mm-hmm. And the tables are really close there. So I sat down like in like the main area there. And then... And then he showed up. Oh my god! And he was—I could tell immediately it was him because of the way he walked in and was looking around. And then I wanted to like sink underneath the table, but like there was nowhere to go. It's a really small place, and he didn't look at all like in the picture because the picture was very dark. He was actually like super light skinned with like blonde hair and like shiny and then he proceeded to come over he could tell shiny? i guess that i was waiting for him and he was like a vampire sat down and movie? then i got sparkly. the smell of like do so you know detol yeah Dettol. anyway it's like no. a cleaning product Okay. And I'm certain it's that like an extreme... he was scrubbing himself with it before he came with like a loofah or something. Because he was like shiny and smelling of disinfectant. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I quickly, like we, you know, I'm not a to- like totally rude. I couldn't just run away, which is what I wanted to do. But there is nowhere to go. It's such a small place there. So right. then, of course, I think he asked me like, oh, so how many siblings do you have? And then I was even more embarrassed because there was this people sitting next to us at a table and I could tell that they could hear him and they knew what was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a... I'm so embarrassed. So then we exchanged like a few, you know, back and forth, maybe 15 minutes. And then I think I said, I have launched. Like, which is a perfect excuse. Perfect excuse. And I remember like, get high dealing it out of there, hopping on my bike and just like going home and thinking, I'm never doing another online dating again. (laughs) 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 Laundry. Man. (laughs) So. That was my experience. It's the new, I have to wash my hair. You got to do it. It's got to get done. Yeah. It's white. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And save it up for a while. Yeah. Do you have any Dettol on you by any chance? (laughs) I have some tough stains. I I love the smell of Dettol, to be honest. I don't don't know. I don't know. Tattoos. When they squirt you down when you're getting Mm. a tattoo, that's uh, Dettol. Did you? Do you guys have any good excuses you can remember that you used to get out of a date? One guy asked me out on a date, and and I just said, "No, I I think we should just be friends." Just like no, no excuses. No. Just like no, no, this isn't not not going to work out. No, I will not go on a date with you. Yeah. Straight <laughs> I, up, no. I had a friend who was actually had been my long term boyfriend's best friend who was then currently my ex-boyfriend we were hanging out and he was very much just a friend there was never any spark there ever and we drove around hung out whatever but then we kept driving around and kept driving around and I was like really tired and I was like okay like this 
friend hangouts been over for a while, but, you know, I didn't want to be a dick. And then when it was, like, reached its final apex of, like, okay, it's time to go. He was like, let's get some coffees from Tim Hortons. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I finally had to say, once we got our coffees, I was such a pussy back then. You know, Dave, you got to take me home, man. And, uh, and then he leaned in to kiss me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I've always really liked you. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, this is so awkward because I don't like you at all. We're just friends. It was just one of those. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you guys just lay it down. Lay it out. Yeah. I was. I got to say, um, I lived in Stittsville. We had like really poor bus route situations. Like the bus would end at eight. Once we finally got a bus, like it was insane. So I I was on one of the worst dates of my life, and I I did get to ditch out before the food came by being like, oh my god, I didn't realize that the last bus comes right now. (laughs) And I just fucking left. We were supposed to go to a movie afterwards, too. Oh, wow. It was bad. It was really bad. He sang at me. Oh, no. Right at my face. Sublime. Oh. Oh, yeah. Should I tell the story? Tell me, are you a bad fish, too? (laughs) Are you a bad fish, too? Money to spend. Right? So this guy worked at Blockbuster in Stittsville, and my mom was peer pressuring me. My mom. If your mom thinks you should date someone, don't go on a date with them, okay? (laughs) So... So I'm like, fuck it, whatever. She was also peer pressuring me to get a job at Blockbuster. And I was all like, no, it's a dying art. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Um, So I asked this guy. I was like, I think his name was Dave, too. Jesus Christ, there's so many Daves. Daves. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. (laughs) Some of them are David. Others are Dave. They all have the same name, but they come from different moms. <laughs> These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. What a song, eh? What a song. So I, I fucking asked this Dave guy out on a date while I'm filling out a fucking job application. You're, like, you're, you're on the hiring place. committee, right? Dave? Yeah, right, exactly. Dave? Right, Dave? Dave? Cool, yeah, Dave? He seemed cool. He was kind of like emo. He had like shaggy black hair and some tattoos, whatever. So we were supposed to go to the out for dinner and then to the movies, classic. And we, I meet him at the dinner place at the restaurant, and we each get a beer. And the next thing I know, uh, it was Bob Marley, not Sublime. Okay. And a Marley song comes on, and he scooches as close to me because we were sitting across, and he got on the bench seat, and he got super close to me, like about six inches from my face. <laughs> And sang the whole song <laughs> into my face, like at me. It was I, fucking weird. And like looked at me in the oh eye. God. Yeah. What the fuck? Like what? he locked eyes like a dog he when it's pooping. Locked eyes like a dog when it's pooping. <laughs> You're not looking at me right now. It was just like that. So I left. <sighs> yeah. See you later, Dave. And then I couldn't go back to fucking Blockbuster. Oh, man. Yes, I got hired. No, I didn't take the job. (laughs) That sounds very awkward. I don't know. So weird. Where I would look. That's it. Like, you're just like, Like, 
Uh, do we sing along? Like, yeah, I should have just heard my nice supposed to be singing with you <laughs> right now. Three little birds <laughs> on my doorstep. Like, just outdone it. Yeah. Like, operato or whatever. Or if like, you jumped on the bench seat and just, like, busted some crazy ass moves, <laughs> like, <laughs> crunking <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Dropped it like it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Do the hot potato. Lean back. Lean back. I don't know. <laughs> that's not a thing okay do you guys want to hear a story from kate yes, yes definitely um so the worst one probably was um although there's some contenders um <laughs> when i went on a date with a surgeon um we matched on tinder and on paper, he seemed it's great. Surgeon, like, Jesus. He's a pediatric surgeon, Get lost and he's cute and charming, and uh, all good things. All the things. And so we went on a date. It was a pretty casual date. I think it was like drinks on a patio uh, in the middle of a week uh, weekend Ooh, afternoon. I want that date. And let's go on it. It was the date was fine. Okay. It wasn't really <laughs> sparkling or anything. Uh, and he did this thing where he asked me 20 questions, like one or the other questions, like, do you prefer vanilla or chocolate? Or Did he have these Starbucks questions prepared important? already? And I, I answered list he was thinking, checking off? okay, this is going to lead to a punchline. That's what I wanted to know, if he had a scorecard. And mm-hmm. it didn't. He just really thought that that was a real way of getting to know somebody, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, like he he was really adamant about these funny questions apparently. Um but I kinda gave him the benefit of the doubt and I thought, okay, well maybe it's he true what they say about a surgeon spend too much with time with their noses mm-hmm. and books when yeah. you don't really socialize. Um and we tried to so we ended the date and I gave him a hug and I gave him my number and figured we'd go on a second date. And we tried, but he was on call a lot of the time and busy, and it didn't really work out. And then, so I gave up, and about six weeks later, I got a text message from him asking for a second date. And I was like, well, I've sort of moved on. I'm sorry about that, but I figured you weren't interested. And he was actually really decent at that point. He said, "Um, you know, not that I wish you any ill will, but if things don't work out, Please send me a text. And as it turns out, it didn't work out with uh, the guy that I was seeing. And after six months, I thought, well, like, go through your black. Said I could text, (laughs) but I figured it was just too presumptuous. Like that was way too long. You're like, yeah, he's just waiting around for my text. Yeah. So I went back on Tinder instead, and as luck would have it, we rematched. So. I saw him again, and I like right, and he did the same. And so we went on a second date. And by that time, it felt like it didn't really feel like a second date. It felt like a second first date. Right. Um, right. It had been so long since the first one. And I think he actually tried like to do the 20 questions thing oh, no. <laughs> with me a second time. No. Oh, no. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I... I Shut it down at that point. It's like we've, we've done this before, and I'm not going through it again. Um, but again, it was sort of mid morning, midday, uh, casual coffee date, 
And I gave him a hug at the end of it. And again, we figured we'd go on a on a second or third date, depending on how you're looking at it, um, sometime later. And the next day was when things kind of got fucky. Um, can I swear on your podcast? That's the yeah. first thing I asked. Okay. <laughs> um, we swear a lot, so, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, so we... So the next day, he called me, uh, FaceTimed me, in fact, and it was, uh, it wasn't, it was the morning, it wasn't very early, but I was still in bed, and, like, my hair was all over the place, and I probably still had makeup on from the day before, so I refused the call, and I just yeah. texted him, I was like, oh, you gotta give me some warning if you're gonna FaceTime me, and uh, he said, yeah, 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 like, take your time, I just want to show you the view of where I am. And I thought, okay, uh-huh. this looks kind of cool. Like, maybe oh he's God. up on top of the hospital and he wants to show me the view from Is there. Is he outside? And um, <laughs> so I brushed my hair and I redid my makeup and I messaged him back and said, okay, you can FaceTime again. And apparently the view that he wanted to show me was his penis. No! <laughs> and he was off no! 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 Yeah. So I did that sort of like, Wah! and I mashed the... Um, uh, the phone until I hung up and I just I messaged them after that I was like what like what we've only fuck? hugged yeah. I've only given you a couple of hugs he's a pediatric uh, surgeon right yeah. this is the guy operating on okay. <gasps> and his response Showing to that was it's place. my birthday oh <laughs> it's my birthday here's my dick yeah Oh, what a twist. What a surprising. What a uh, twist. What a twist. But not too surprising, unfortunately. I've never received a dick pic. I have not ever received a dick pic either. Me neither. Hmm. I have. You have? (laughs) Actually. I can actually see it. Look, I'm blushing. (laughs) You know what's funny? Speaking of dick pics and my husband, who's the one who sent me the dick pic that one time. I was like, holy shit, we just got phones. <laughs> We're like new to the internet, so the whole thing is like... <laughs> Actually, I sent him a shot of my boobs, but like mm. in my t-shirt. Actually, doing the podcast. I hadn't nursed in a long time, which is happening right now. Look at these fucking babies. Shit. Um, so I t- remember... Like, hubba, I took hubba. A- hubba, mm. hubba. My, my breasts are larger than they usually are, just so you guys know. Uh, so I took like a selfie of my breasts under my shirt and I sent it to Greg as a thank you for watching our baby. And he tried to make it his like home screen on his phone, <laughs> but it's just like, up here, like, it's just like this weird picture near my armpit. Like you can't figure it out and it's still on his phone. It's great. And the kids are like, why is the top of your shirt on dad's phone? Anyway, that's my dick pic. That's a good... I think that's a great dick pic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Greg did send yeah. me a dick pic. And it was... I think as far as dick pic stories go, that's... Like, dick pic etiquette. If yeah. you're a husband, it's probably mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yeah. actually, I was... Um, I was trying to put some music on the record player while folding laundry, while holding a baby. And Greg was, like, comfortably casually sitting on our comfiest chair like sipping a coffee and i was feeling a little bit resentful because i was doing eight things at once not comfortably sip even if i could like 
even if he was like, babe, you sit down and sip the coffee, the kids would be all over me. Like, it's just not a thing. And he said, hey, babe, come park that sweet little ass over here. And I just whipped around. I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, I was deeply offended. Yeah, it was pretty. Ooh. And then he said, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, place your pretty posterior post haste. I was like, well, I'm not kidding. Some folding laundry, but that's a bit bad. Watch it. Okay. I'm going to play one from our friend Nikki. I have a, like, kind of gross dating story. Yes, please. Okay. So I was in my early 20s, and I was dating this guy who I met at the record store who was, like, I don't know, four or five years older than me, and he lived in this, like, tiny, tiny, tiny bachelor apartment at King and Dufferin, and it was, like, a super sketchy area back then. It's not now, obviously, but... And his apartment was so tiny that, like, if you were in bed, he also had a single bed. <laughs> dated him for months. Sexy. Um, <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> we did it on the floor a lot. Um, but uh, his apartment was so tiny that you could hear everything in the bathroom, like, in oh, the no. whole Ew. place. And yeah. I was, like, very self-conscious about bowel movements. Yeah. So, we went, I don't remember what we did for New Year's Eve, but I do remember waking up on New Year's Day with like crazy hangover and like the intense, intense need to have like disgusting, gross beer, gross food diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot do this in this apartment. And so I, and he was still asleep. So I like threw on my clothes and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? It's New Year's Day. I'm at King and Dufferin. There's like a sketchy bar in McDonald's. So I, on New Year's Day, in my like clothes from the night before, walked <laughs> down King Street to the McDonald's, which was open because it's open 24 hours. <laughs> it's still like the gross, like McDonald's bathrooms are never nice, but they're usually like at least clean. Yeah. The King and Dufferin McDonald's doesn't. I don't know if it was just a rough night because it was New Year's Day and they had to do it, but I went to this like disgusting bathroom with this horrible hangover, like sat on the toilet and felt like just like shame coming out of me. <laughs> pulled my like you know took everything, pulled my pants back up, walked back to like two blocks back to his apartment, ran into his um, semi-functioning alcoholic landlord on the way back up to the apartment and he was like, oh, rough night, eh? Like, I think he assumed I was just coming back at 11 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty rough. And he was like, you know what you need to do? You need to put two tablespoons of sugar into a glass of warm water and you drink that and you'll feel all better. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I went back up to the apartment, crawled back into bed, whatever. And that is my gross dating story. Side Wait, note, you- two tablespoons of sugar in warm water really works for hangover. And I did it for you. Really? Hmm. <laughs> it's really gross, but it works really well. <laughs> Put that in the, the write-up. Like, hangover Put that in the show notes. Secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, girl. Yeah, I did have one. I had one. It was when I was living in Kingston. And I had this date with this girl. And, like, first off... It was one of those dates where, like, you see their profile and you see the pictures they post. And, like, I'm not even sure these pictures were of this person. <laughs> but, like, when we met up, not, like, looks or everything, or everything or anything like that. But, like, that shows sort of a level of deceitfulness right off the bat. 
that right. kind of sends up red flags, you know? So anyway, we went on this date to, uh, I won't give free advertising out, but this place in Kingston that does, uh, like, wood fired pizzas and they have like this super nice stone courtyard and stuff. So we went on the patio to like grab a couple pizzas and have a lunch date. And it was just so brutal. Like this person was one of those people that just didn't have anything to say. Like I felt like I was talking the entire time and they were just agreeing with everything I was saying. (laughs) It's like the least engaging conversation I've ever had in my life. But to top it off, she was like super into me and like rubbing her, my leg with her foot <laughs> as we're talking. And I'm oh, like, no. oh my God, like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so eventually I like got the last half of my pizza to go <laughs> and just like took off play and we never talked games, again. Scott. That mm-hmm. was definitely the worst date I ever had. I mean, it wasn't super yeah. eventful, but <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> Sounds so pretty awkward. Bad. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it was. And like at the time I was too poor to like cab it anywhere or anything, so we ended up taking the bus oh, no. to the like main sort of bus station in Kingston no. together because she had to go the same way and it was just so awful. Yeah, not not fun. <laughs> That's awkward. Isn't yeah, it Should I just keep them coming? Yeah. I have one to read. Should I read one or yeah, do you want to hear yeah, another it. audio? Read, read one? Yeah. Okay. This was sent in through our website from Older and Wiser. Oh. Mm. Hi, Tigers. I've been trying to think of funny dating stories. I was single for long stretches in my 20s and early 30s and did a fair bit of clubbing and partying as well as internet dating. I remember thinking a lot of my dating stories were funny, but now they just seem really sad and fucked up. Here's an example. Mm-hmm. It was the late 90s. My single girlfriends and I would go out drinking and dancing and flirting with strangers in the hopes of meeting a boyfriend or at least getting some action. <laughs> well, no, I, love it. Okay. I feel like I'm getting some action. <laughs> we would go on about feminism and female empowerment. If men could have one night stands, so could we. It didn't happen often. I was picky and things usually just didn't line up to bring someone home. One night, my roommate and I met two good-looking men who were interested, and we were quite pleased that we were both going to get some action on the same night. I can't remember much about my guy, except that we had awkward drunken sex, and he left extremely quickly afterwards. So quickly, in fact, that he bolted with the condom still on. No! (laughs) My roommate found it in the garbage next to the elevator the next morning. That's weird. Meanwhile, in the next room, my roommate's dude was making out with her and then stopped and started muttering about Jesus and morality, then flipped her over and made out with her asshole for an uncomfortable amount of time, and then also left abruptly. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. Okay, it's still funny. But I have been thinking a lot about that time and how I was constantly wanting validation through sexual interest. I would never have thought that is what I was doing at the time. I thought I was being an empowered woman, but all of those experiences were ultimately entirely disempowering. Over the last few years with hashtag me too, and a general awareness of the idea of consent and rape culture, I've been thinking about my young life differently. I wasn't raped. I was consenting to those one night stands, but I was operating in a framework where my value and worth were completely dependent on male attention. It's so insidious and I would never have thought it true at the time. I'm so glad things are changing. I'm so, so glad I'm changing and really hope my kids benefit from this change. Love you, taggers. Holy mm. fuck. Yeah. Preach, girl. Mm-hmm. 
That describes 16 to 22. Yeah, right? Yeah. So deeply. Okay. Next. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, yeah, I met this guy named Kevin online. And, uh, you know, cute picture. Tall, dark, and handsome, usual. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we corresponded for quite a while, actually. We corresponded. We talked about mostly what we want in a relationship. Uh-huh. And we even talked on the phone. We had phone conversations. Although I will say, when I talk to him on the phone, phone is very revealing. It's not like writing. You can hear right. the person's voice, their insecurity, their right. you know, their bravado, whatever it is they have going on. Right. And my impression of him was like, when I talked to him on the phone, I was a little less enthusiastic. My impression of him was like, maybe he wasn't quite like the person. That's a really good impression. Right. Great impression. Anyway, I did go on the date. And of course, I'm at this time living in Perth, Ontario, and all of my Plenty of Fish account connections are in ottawa right so Perth has it. a population of six thousand and has for at least 30 years indeed yes and most of those people <laughs> they're are mostly related so yeah. um i, I slept with them in high school am i right yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. um i got a babysitter for my two-year-old so we had a you know nice game of pool we sat down to like have a drink maybe eat some wings or something and the progression of our date ended up being him talking uh, without interruption or real, you know, impact on my part for another two hours about his life and his, you know, whatever. I like listening. I'm a good listener. I'm an enthusiastic, I'm an active listener. Yeah. So there's, I can't blame him because I she gave every impression like, that, that I wanted him to do. Happy to do it. But through this conversation, I discovered that, well, we didn't have that much in common. Yeah. Just to give a little background, I am uh, raised in a hippie community out in the country, and my mother is a is an angry activist uh, hippie <laughs> pup. And yeah. angry so activist he turned out to be um, yeah. previous government worker turned military government worker. He's like an office military worker, proud of it. And, uh, you know, our politics didn't quite match. Exactly. And uh, his complete lack of ability to uh, make the conversation two-way made the date maybe, like, for sure the first and last. So that was an educational. So Tamar's notorious for giving everybody a second, third, fourth, eighth, twelfth chance. Oh. Very open mm-hmm. mind. She is so, open-minded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that didn't lead to a second date leads me to believe that that date story was actually even more atrocious <laughs> than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. probably actually ten million times worse yeah. than that. <laughs> Absolutely. She was like, well, you know. Like, no, I don't know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Right. I didn't have any dates that were terrible, but there's a there was a point far into a relationship uh, which was pretty terrible. I, I don't know how terrible it is on the scale of what other people experience, but uh, I was on a school trip uh, out east in university, and I'd been dating this girl for something like two years. Um, and on my return... Um, I had to study for an exam that was like the next day, and she showed up, she drove quite far to get to my house, she showed up right when I arrived, which I was really trying to study, and I'd been kind of humming and hawing about whether I wanted to continue the relationship anyway, but she had gotten the sense maybe that I was losing interest, and so she had had dulled herself up like... um, 
Fifi from the Drew Carey show. Oh, like, no. It was like crazy clown slash so I think it's Cece, actually. What I can only describe as prostitute makeup? I, I don't know. She looked insane. Sex worker, Chris. Sex worker. I, I apologize. Sex worker. She looked Lady insane. Lady of the night. <laughs> what happened that night? Well, I had to tell her to go home. I had to study. I had an exam like 14 hours later, and I had only that night to pull an all-nighter, so she had to go. <laughs> Back oh, home harsh. Two hours or so. But I told her not to come specifically because there was, the, you know, if you have an exam, like that's it. You have there's nothing else you can do but just bury your head in it and go. Then I broke up with her maybe a week or two later. Uh-huh. Yeah, you did. The part that he left out is that he'd sort of decided that it was over, right? And then he went away on this trip for a week or two weeks or whatever it was, and he was like flirting with several girls who were on the trip. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He just started flirting with mm-hmm. them and then flexing he, his muscles, so to speak. A little bit. Yeah. And then they broke up and he hooked up with three girls from the trip. Because <laughs> <laughs> he laid the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, you did. Go, Chris, yeah. go. Right? Sweet. Yeah. What I a like stud. That stud. What a stud. <laughs> um, Planning ahead. Stud. We have one more clip, but Devry, I was wondering if you could tell me at Blue Skies, we were chatting with your friend Megan, mm-hmm. and she had a very funny story, and I really wanted to record her, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. Do you mind recanting her story? No, not at all. I am familiar <laughs> with the story in question. Better than decanting the story. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Good question. (laughs) Next time on Teach Me Tiger, talk about decanting Decanting all the things. (laughs) What can and can't be decanted? (laughs) Sorry, Dad. Find out next time. Um, Okay. So, my friend Megan uh, was at the bar, and a guy sitting next to her at the bar, they start chatting and are hitting it off. And uh, spend quite a bit of time, I think, you know, the, the evening drinking and chatting and making eyes at each other. And so it gets to be pretty late. And he says, uh, hey, do you want to get out of here and, and go find a place where we can talk? And she's like, yeah, I'm in. Yes, I do. Uh, I as it happens, talking. I live right around the corner. <laughs> And so they go back to her place, and she thinks she's going to get some action. And um, she you know, offers the guy a drink and is you know, getting comfortable. And then he launches into this story <gasps> about how his sex therapist is out of Uh-oh. town. And he really needs someone to talk to. Oh, and what? he's having all these problems with his wife who oh. was. <laughs> oh, my God. So it, it turns out he really just did want to go somewhere and talk. Wow. Which is possibly the only time Anyone's that has ever, ever meant that. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Is she a therapist? Um, she is... And um, yes, she's an art therapist. Okay. So did yeah. he know, like, he was like, oh, you're some kind of therapist? Great. Can yeah. I? Yeah. She's can also just... very, like, open and 
she's very easy to talk to. So right. I could see someone wanting to talk to her. Um, right. Let's go someplace we can talk. It's not not what she was. Let me slip what into had something in more comfortable. It's a sweatsuit. <laughs> yes. So perfect. Yes. It's a pad instead of a tampon. I'm really hey, uh, nighttime nighttime yep. pad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we mean every time, right? We're like, let yeah. me slip into something more comfortable yeah. and come with like it's a big fucking <laughs> diaper yeah. between us. Hospital pad. <laughs> the mesh panties. Only the mom's so sweatsuit. After you have a baby, they give you mesh panties mm. to put your giant pad in. Awesome. Yeah, and yeah. all the moms are like, where can we get us some of those for Evs? Because they're the best. Right? Am I right? right. Mesh panties? Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Have you found a source? Are you? Do you have the hookup for these mesh panties? Mm. I just steal shit from the hospital every time I have a baby, <laughs> and I have a baby every year, so I'm like, well, you're just stuck. stuffing them in your purse. Yo, man, I have these barf bags. Mm-hmm. It's like barf a CD bags. almost, and the bag part like poofs out the bottom. Oh, so I cool. keep them in my car. They're from the hospital. And you can like vomit right into them and like, catch it all. Expand. It's really great. Yeah, it's really. Oh, I've never seen I, this barf bag technology. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's new age. It's, it's new for the trip <laughs> to Mars. <laughs> yeah, for the Mars like, shuttle. That we're all not. Yeah. What, do you, what did you think, Mel? Are you gonna go or what? Oh, to Mars? Mars? Yeah. Mm, no. 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 Church not. Girls? I mean, if we're just going to like do a tour <laughs> around and then come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not but to live. The not question, like an expedition. But like, what if your space plane <laughs> blows up the, and the you're stuck there? Yeah. yeah. What if exactly? Or you die. Well, you know. So I guess it's space. Ew. Why would you say no? Um, just no in way. case. Okay. You think you're coming back and you don't come back? I mean, that yeah, would suck. That would yeah. suck. And you die in space. That's like the loneliest place. Yeah. Maybe. As far as I can tell from the movies, space death seems not real good. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really not into bad. It. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, this is our last one. We're going to end it on a positive note. Mm-hmm. This is a positive story okay. of a fun, positive crazy day. Wait, I shouldn't have told you that because now you're going to uh. be expecting it to be bad or good. Oh, well. <laughs> Too late. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hello, Teach Me Tiger ladies. Here is my story about a crazy date by chance. So me and my sister were in the park at Kensington Market, smoking, you know, and this was probably about 10 years ago. We were living together in Toronto, and two guys asked us, you know, if they could have some of what we had. And, of course, we shared, and then they said, well, why don't you guys meet up with us later? This seems like a good idea and a bad idea. But, you know, we were 24, so it was a very, very good idea. (laughs) Yeah. And then we went home, met up with them at, like, the Hilton, really nice spot downtown. They proceeded to take us out for dinner, buy champagne. Everything seems great on top. Kelly's guy, I was attracted to her. He is American, talkative, funny, very good. My guy's handsome, from New Zealand, and I couldn't quite grasp his <laughs> accent. I'm usually pretty good with that, but there was something about it. I spent the first 20 minutes asking him to repeat himself, and after that, I just started laughing <laughs> at everything he said because I didn't understand what he was saying. 
And I got so many looks of confusion from everybody else because his buddy understood what he was saying. He knew that I wasn't, he wasn't saying anything funny. So it was awkward. Needless to say, we did go home with them, air quotes, and, um, you know, enjoyed some uh, smokables, etc. Then um, it was a pretty quiet night for me. Kelly, not so much. <laughs> we ended up uh, calling each other, Kelly and I, in the morning and uh, had uh, had been given the rooms for the day. So we proceeded to enjoy some services in the spa. We proceeded to smoke a lot of what they had. And we proceeded to uh, basically nice. just enjoy the day in bathrobes in a hotel room we'd never be able to afford. We had two of them for, for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Without the um, constitution. Yeah. Um, yeah. I vacated before my guy came home. Kelly vacated as well. Then she ended up going out with them again. So it was a fun 48-hour experience for her, fun 24 hours for me. These guys were working on uh, walking with the dinosaurs animatronics. So they were on tour. And um, fortunately, unfortunately, don't know. We never saw them again. But it was fun, memorable, and they were complete gentlemen. There is my awkward found date story. Love y'all. Lindsay and her sister were, like, kind of legendary back in the day. (laughs) It was her and her sister? Uh I I missed that part. That's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, her and her sister, Kelly. Wow. Wild Sister bonding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. They were in separate rooms. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Right. Devery, mm-hmm. would you like to plug your restaurant? Could you please? Or anything else? Oh, sure. If anyone's in Detroit, uh, come by my restaurant. It's called the Brooklyn Street Local. We do breakfast and lunch. Uh, we've been doing it for six years now. It's yes. pretty crazy. Can't believe it's been that yeah. long. Source and stuff locally from Detroit farmers. Um, yeah, it's a trip. It's pretty crazy. I grew up in this area with these crazy tigers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have migrated to Detroit. And that's where, that's where I'm slinging pancakes and omelets. Are you on social media? Yes. I am on Instagram at Brooklyn Street Local. And I'm on Facebook also at Brooklyn Street Local. <laughs> and our website's brooklynstreetlocal.com. Yay! Yay! Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sarah. Oh, little right crew art as usual. Dot art. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. little right crew dot art. art. <laughs> uh, so check me out before I check you out. Before I check out. Mm. Check out from the neck out. Check out. My eyes are up here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> You can find me at melodystarkweather.ca. And there's stuff on my website. You should go there and look. Look at it. It's it's pretty amazing stuff. It's very you. cool. Thank you, you very much. You should all go. Yeah. You should all go there. Run. Everyone go there right run. now. Run, run and go. Yeah. Run. Go to it. You can't run to a website. Yeah. You can run. run to a website. Okay. Run. Go. You just have to like press the over key really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you run on the keyboard internets <laughs> i'm caught in the internets and you can find the show at teachmetigerpodcast.ca 
And we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and anywhere you Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we're on there, too. Um, Anywhere you get your podcasts, yeah. And I want to thank Purist Gluten-Free, our snack sponsors. Oh, yeah, this this black olive rosemary focaccia. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like um, fucking gluten-free. How the fuck do you make gluten-free taste like that? So good. I don't know. It's magic. What's the catchphrase? Gluten-free Gluten-free and loving it? I fucking am loving it. So I'm thanks, loving it. Purest. Yes. So this one was made in-house, but they made it with their artisan bread mix, which you can buy online at purest.ca, and they ship Dot. worldwide. So they do. Cool. you could order their stuff from it. Detroit. You can get yeah, it in Detroit. Sweet, yeah. And it's really good gluten-free shizzle nizzle and easy to make. That's so, awesome. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Check thanks, Purest. Thanks, Purest. Anything else? Oh, next week. Before we go, next week. Or ne- in two weeks, sorry. Stories. So we'll be finishing up our summer break series where you guys SBS. do the talking. <laughs> and we do the walking. We do the walking and you do the talking. Because we're right. the ghosts and you're mm. telling the stories. Ooh. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your ghost's always been like, had their butt pinched or something. They're always like, woo! <laughs> the ghosts are very surprised. Yeah, like yeah. someone box grabbed you. Donald Trump, are you here? Yeah. Oh, are you a ghost? Ooh, oh, I can, grabbing my a balls. girl can wish, can she? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> um, Justine Cruz Campo. We'll be joining us yet again for the ghost episode coming soon. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Debbie, thank you so, so much for coming. Thank you. All the way from Detroit, driving all the way from Detroit for our podcast. podcast. Just for this. Thank you so much. It was definitely worth the trip. It was very fun. Wow. (laughs) Lovely to see you, lovely ladies. Mm -hmm. Lovely to see you too. I'm going to play this over and over and over so I can hear your voice. (laughs) Me too. Let's listen to it while I fell asleep. Okay. You guys are so amazing and perverted. I love it. Yeah. I'll I'll be rubbing one out while I listen. I mean, you know, uh, I think that was that implied, goes right? Saying, yeah. right. We're all here for <laughs> rubbing one out, <laughs> clicking the mouth, <laughs> so everyone get to clam jam into the beautiful tones of Teach Me Tiger podcast. Jam your clam, jam. <laughs> Panty soup over here. (laughs) (laughs) Panty soup? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Panty soup. Uh uh I've never heard that before. And remember, it's it's a jungle jungle out there. there. (laughs) (laughs) She's fierce. Fierce like how QE says it. You're fierce, girl. Fierce. Fierce. Queen. Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Tiger, Tiger, I want to squeeze.
Tigers, Devry here with a late edition, but I thought this story was too good not to share. So after we, we recorded last week, I went to Toronto and was having lunch with our friend Nikki, who you will all remember from the McDonald's bathroom walk of shame story. So we are talking about this story and we're reminiscing about the misadventures of our 20s. And I am reminded of this story that I'm about to tell you. So I was seeing this guy. We hadn't been seeing each other very long, but I was quite infatuated with him. And we had uh, plans to meet up after I got off work. I was working at this 24-hour diner. I was working the dinner shift. And at the end of my shift, I am trying to decide on my staff meal. And I remember making this decision consciously because it's a decision that has haunted me. Um, The diner made really great chili, and I was craving it. And I remember thinking, on the one hand... I'm meeting up with this guy and I really want him to think that I am pretty and sexy and eating chili now may hamper that image later. But on the other hand, the chili was really good and I was craving it. So tigers, you know, you know the decision I made. I ate the chili. So we went out, had a great time, had a great night. And go back to my place, and we are hooking up, and I just start farting. And I'm not talking about silent or squeakers. This was like whoopee cushion level loud (laughs) farting. And um, I was, I think, 22 or 23 at the time. So not as comfortable in my body as I am now. I think now I would just, I I would laugh if it cracked me up. But uh, at the time I was mortified. So first I'm thinking, okay, maybe he'll just think that it is queefing. Um, But it keeps happening and it's too loud. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. So eventually, I get into a position where it stops. I stop farting. Lord have mercy. I stop farting. And uh, he doesn't say anything. I don't say anything. And we never (laughs) talk about it. Um, And, you know, it's just, there's no way he didn't know. There's no way he didn't hear. It's just so loud. We never talk about it. Uh, And then, actually, we don't see each other for too much longer after that. I don't think it was related. He he moved away, so I don't think it was related to the farting, but you never know. Um, So Nikki and I are laughing. We finished up lunch. We're laughing about this story um, and just how silly we were in our 20s. And I leave lunch, and I go to Union Station in Toronto to catch my train back to Detroit. And I'm sitting waiting for my train, reading a book, and I hear my name, and I look up, and it's the fucking chili guy. I have not seen or talked to this guy in 14 years, in 14 years. 
the story conjured him up and he appeared before me. So I think if there is a lesson to be learned from this story, it is a eat as much fucking chili as you want (laughs) and B if you want to see one of your former, your former boyfriends again, just tell the most embarrassing story that you can think of and they will appear. All right. Thank you, tigers. Love you. Bye.